Welcome to the latest edition of the Carmichael Governance Podcast. I'm Dermot O'Carbui, CEO of Carmichael. Carmichael is a charity that provides supports to other Irish charities, particularly in the area of governance. You can find details of what we do and a wide range of free resources on our website at carmichaelireland.ie. You can also find previous editions of our governance podcast on our website or on your favourite podcast platform, be that SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Acast. Good evening, everyone. My name is Sinead Donovan. I'm Deputy President of the Institute's Chartered Accountants, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you all to Chartered Accountants House to the seventh annual Good Governance Award Ceremony. In particular, I'd like to welcome Minister O'Brien. The charity and not-for-profit sector is of enormous benefit to our society, whether providing services and support to the vulnerable, filling a social need or purpose, or the thousands of organisations committed to sport across the country. Giving is part of the Irish psyche, and Ireland has traditionally ranked really highly in terms of generosity to charities and not-for-profits. This generosity is a testament to the commitment of employees, trustees, volunteers, and all those that build trust in the charity and the not-for-profit sector. Through good governance, accountability, transparency, and their work with stakeholders, they are delivering value for money and making a positive impact for beneficiaries. I would like to commend the award organisers, judges, and assessors for the commitment to the continuous improvement and promotion of high standards of governance across the sector. As a body, Chartered Accountants Ireland is always keen to ensure the drive for strong, appropriate and effective governance. And awards like this ensure that standards are constantly challenged to the highest level. All entrants receive valuable feedback from some of the most respected, experienced and competent experts in the sector. And all for free. So again, a demonstration of giving. I hope this process makes all entrants advocates for good governance, encouraging other charities and not-for-profits to enter so that they may also benefit directly from the awards. The words, we rise by lifting others, mean a lot in this context. As a body founded to act for the public benefit, Chartered Accountants Ireland is pleased to add our voice in commending you for all your invaluable contribution to the charity and not-for-profit sector, and indeed our society. I would like to extend my warmest congratulations to everyone tonight that has been shortlisted. For those that did not make the shortlist, I would like to commend and congratulate you for taking the important step to enter and look forward to seeing your progress in future years. So without further ado, I'm pleased to hand over to your Master of Ceremonies for the evening, founder of the Good Governance Awards in Ireland and CEO of Carmichael, Dermot O'Corby. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you all here and that fact that we can be back together again after that interval that we've had for the last few years. But I think it's great to see so many people, see the buzz in the room upstairs. So it, it, it's great and fantastic. And, and you think seven years, it's been sort of, we've been delighted how the progress of the awards has developed over the years. I want to particularly thank Chartered Accountants Ireland and Jeanette and Neil Fitzgerald for being great supporters from the, from the very beginning of the awards. But as you said, an awful lot of people are involved in the, the awards process. It's, um, 
one that couldn't do without people volunteering in the spirits of giving because we have a, a three-stage process. The whole aim of the awards is to try and raise the standard of the annual report primarily in, in terms of because the annual report is a critical communication tool available to non-profits because this is where you get the opportunity to tell your story of your organisation, tell why you exist, what impact you're making, how you're governed, where you get your money, how you use that money. And this is very, very critical information. And when we started the awards, we wanted to say, look, the quality generally isn't great in a sector that's very much dependent on reaching out and being accountable and transparent about what they're doing and what difference they're making in society. So we've seen great progress. We have tinkered and we've chopped and changed with the format in terms of the the categories. We have seven categories this year, the same as last year. We have a similar number of entries this year, about 120 with about 124 last year. So quite competitive, particularly in some of the categories. And again, going through that process where we have a team of assessors that do the first stage evaluation, that when we get the entries in, we we send them out to the assessors. And we have 44 this year. Assessors don't go through the process. I'm I'm not sticking to my script, Russian, sorry. Um, uh, First of all, I should thank, you know, a go-go sequence. First of all, I need to thank the the sponsoring organisations because, you know, we do need that support to run the awards. It does. There are some costs, and without the support that we get from our sponsors, like tonight, you know, we had Davy and Chartered Accountants co-funded the, the cost of the reception. We've got the use of here, but all that other funding that we get, it just covers you know for the lovely trophies over there. So those that kind of support is very very important. And then we've got a team of supporting organisations from the sector that are committed to the, what the concept of good governance are about and then they, they promote within their, their stakeholder groups to get the word out there and to promote it, which is great. Then, as I said, we have our assessors. We've, as I said, 44 different assessors this year, an awful lot of, you know, the names will be up there, but we, we couldn't go through them individually. And then after that stage, you go through a technical assessment. Um, because we're in the seventh year, we, we have raised the bar this year a bit, and uh, particularly on the, the technical assessment, um, because it's, this is a, a recognition of high standards, and we were tough and, and with some groups that didn't get shortlisted because they may have written an excellent annual report, but there were, there were difficulties or there was problems with the, maybe the clients with SORP or with the FRS 102 or the, the, that famous deeper 13, 14 circular. These are very, very important parts of the transparency. So the, it's good to tell a story, but you also need to have the financial statements are a critical part of it. So a number of organisations that did excellent, and I saw some of them, those reports that were excellent in terms of telling the story, but they, they slipped a little bit on the financial standards bit. So 44 assessors with eight accountancy firms which do the hard work of doing that technical assessment, making sure that, the, the, you know, that if there's any difficulties with some of the standards, that they are highlighted so then we can get our shortlist to go to the judges. And we had 21 judges this year involved in the process. Just in terms of the work that goes on, you know, we started back you know, planning in January, February. We get feedback from the previous year, and then we start opening up for entries. which opened up in June. We do briefing sessions with the assessors teams, the technical assessment team, the judges team, and then we start getting the entries coming in and they start going out. So there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes over the course of the year. Um, I want to especially thank two individuals that are behind the scenes that do a lot of the work, like Bob, Bob Semple, who has been from the day one involved in the awards. He was a judge, but decided he, he prefers cracking the whip and keeping the judges in order. Um, so he's well suited to that role, which is great. But also, um, over the last two years, Roshi McGuigan um, has taken an increasingly greater role in running the awards. And um, this year, I was, suddenly I was over in, on holidays in October, and I realised 
its peak governance awards, and there I was away on vacation because I knew they were in good hands. So, Roisin, thank you so much for all that help that you've been. I also want to thank the, the Carmichael team and for all their support and, and a lot of help. There's a lot of hands going into this, this event tonight. Every entry gets feedback, and that feedback is important because the, the whole emphasis in the wards, okay, we recognise the best in the, in the wards tonight, which is proper, but every entrant is showing a commitment that they, they're interested in good governance, they're interested in transparency and accountability, and they also are interested in improving. So every entrant gets feedback. So if they get it to only fire stage one, they will get the assessor's feedback. If they get to the next stage, they get the technical assessment, and those that have been shortlisted tonight will get also the judge's feedback. And that's part of that process of trying to raise the standard and, and, and improve it. So moving on, it's my great pleasure to introduce um, the Minister as our keynote speaker. Um, delighted to have uh, Minister O'Brien here. And it's delighted to say that we have a Minister for Charities and Community Development. It's great to have somebody that understands the sector, that knows the sector, and is passionate about the sector, because when you have a conversation, you know he gets it, he understands it, and that's a big plus. And we're delighted to have our first probably ever Minister for Charities. I want to welcome you and looking forward to the rest of the evening. Thank you, dear Um I feel like I'm in a lecture hall. I am in a lecture hall, I think, uh, and, and in an accountancy lecture hall. So I, I'm uh, not, not, not quite a, a comfortable space, but, um, <laughs> but it's really good to be here uh, this evening. A really suitable location, I think, as well. Uh, and it's good, I think, that we can draw on the reputation of the organisation here at Chartered Accountants Ireland as well, because that's the reputation, that's the standard that, that we want to bring the community and voluntary sector up to as well. So thank you very much to the Board of Carmichael and to Dermot for inviting me to be part of the ceremony this evening. It really is, I think, a really important opportunity to highlight and recognise the excellent work that is underway to develop good governance in the non-profit sector. And I do want to acknowledge Dermot's role in that over the years, really, as well, uh, not just for this, this event. Yes. There are over 30,000 community, voluntary and charitable organisations in Ireland performing a wide range of roles that are so crucial to the fabric of civic society. They touch our lives in so many ways, working to make our lives and our environment better, fairer, healthier and happier. The scale and significance of the sector is substantial. There are around 290,000 people employed in the sector. Over 1 million people actively volunteer each year. It's 1 million people every year, so that's, I'm not sure what the population is right now, but that's a big chunk of, of the population. And there are 77,000 charity trustees, a very important group that I'll mention again. And the total direct and indirect induced value of work to carry out by charities in Ireland is an estimated €24 billion. Euros. The Good Governance Awards were developed by Carmichael with the support of an impressive list of partner organisations and leading national bodies in the not-for-profit sector uh, with the support of my own department and, and others as well. Good governance in non-profit organisations is at the heart of what makes the organisations successful. By focusing on the information that non-profit organisations make available through their annual reports and accounts, uh, these awards also underline the important connection between good governance and accountability. The Good Governance Awards seek to showcase how good governance and driving social change are actually effectively interlinked. 
They also aim to promote awareness of effective governance principles and to encourage improvements in the standards of disclosure. Excellent governance is intrinsic to a successful organisation, its culture and its people. The driving concept behind the Good Governance Awards is very simple. It's to encourage charities and non-profits to apply and demonstrate good governance and thereby building and maintaining trust and confidence with their stakeholders. Charities and non-profit organisations are very dependent on public trust and support for their sustainability and survival. Trust is such a precious commodity and needs constant effort to retain and sustain. In recent years, a small number of high-profile cases of poor governance have, to an extent, damaged public trust, and these cases are unacceptable, but they are not the norm in the sector. They do underline, however, the importance of strong governance. Now, more than ever, it is clear that good governance is essential to enable community and voluntary organisations to respond effectively and quickly to emerging risks and challenges and to deliver on their objectives. In this regard, I would like to express my particular appreciation for the valuable work trustees do. The role of the trustee is critical to the effective running of our charities and ensuring effective governance and leadership. We must not forget that trustees are volunteers who give up their very valuable time and who pass on their skills and experience. The Good Governance Awards is an excellent initiative in helping to improve annual reporting standards in the sector. Every entry is assessed by governance and accountancy experts Mm. under criteria including mission, purpose, strategy, transparency, governance, performance and impact, and financial information. Expert feedback is provided to all entrants on how to improve the quality of their annual reports, and this helps to ensure our sector is meeting best practice and constantly reforming and improving. And Dermot has touched on it, but I think it's, it's an important message to reiterate. The annual report and how it is a huge opportunity to nurture public trust uh, in an organisation and in the sector at large. It gives an organisation in the not-profit sector across Ireland the chance to showcase their transparency by outlining their performance, governance, culture and finances. If it goes beyond merely meeting minimum requirements, an annual report can provide a comprehensive picture of the organisation as well as its achievements and future plans. An annual report can help to reinforce relationships and stakeholders and build relationships with the public, potential philanthropic donors, volunteers and supporters. And rather than seeing the annual report as a compliance shore, I would urge all organisations to use the opportunity to demonstrate adherence to good governance practice and to provide a comprehensive picture of their organisation, its achievements and future plans. Publishing financial statements is a similar opportunity. At last year's Good Governance Awards event, the charity regulator Helen Martin spoke about the need for charities to ensure that they publish full accounts, not abridged accounts. And under Principle 6 of the Charities Governance Code, accountability and transparency means being open about everything your charity does. To quote from the Code, it is, and this does sound like a little bit like a lecture now, but they're important points. It is about being able to, two things, stand over what your charity does and how it does it, and to justify this to anyone who queries what your charity is doing. Being open and transparent is an important way for charities to build public trust, not only in their own organisation, but also in the charity sector as a whole. And not only do many non-profit organisations resource their work from public funding and directly through voluntary donations and volunteers' times, 
Many organisations in the sector also benefit from indirect public support through the legal and fiscal privileges charity status confers. So non-profits being accountable and transparent in their annual reports and financial statements really matters. Briefly, I also want to mention that I am currently progressing the Charities Amendment Bill. Uh, This is a very important bill, aims to strengthen the charity sector, ensuring greater transparency, clarity and fairness, which will serve, I think, to enhance public confidence in the sector. Uh, The proposals contained in the bill seek to enhance and consolidate the existing legal framework for the charities regulator to conduct its statutory functions, ensuring more proportionate regulation for the sector. And I would like to use this opportunity uh, to thank the sector for your inputs, insights and contributions to the development of this legislation, which is so important for the sector. And I have approached this piece of legislation very much in a collaborative point of view and on the basis that there's a lot of wisdom to be taken from the sector. And certainly, I think initiatives like this inform that process as well. As a bit of an update on the development of the bill, the committee uh, overseeing the, the passage of the bill published its report on the pre-legislative scrutiny stage just this week as well. Uh, so we hope that it will get on the fast track early in the new year as well. So it's, it's moving, basically, I suppose, is, is the message, finally. It's taken a while, but, but, but it's moving. I will finish by emphasising again the importance of the work of the non-profit sector and how fundamental appropriate governance controls are to the success of this work. The non-profit sector is truly dynamic, complete with thriving networks, engaging in governance issues and developing and implementing solutions. This engagement in governance best practice is vital for the development of the sector and for the public. Good governance matters not only because it promises compliance with the law, but also because it has a strong bearing on the organisation's effectiveness in achieving its mission. would like to commend Carmichael again and all the supporting organisations and assessors and judges behind this initiative and really all the, all the time and expertise that's been given voluntarily as well. I really want to acknowledge that. And I applaud your shared commitment to improving governance standards in the community and voluntary sector uh, and thank you again for your very valuable contribution. I'd also just like to congratulate the organisations uh, in advance and for everyone who put themselves into the process as well. It's, it's an important educational and learning function for all the organisations involved as well. And sometimes there's things that are possibly hard to hear, possibly surprising to hear as well. But I thank you and applaud you for throwing your hat in the ring in this. And there's a bit of work in, involved in it as well. Um, so good luck to everyone in the future, and I look forward to the, the awards this evening. Thank you. So good evening, everybody. Um, it's really lovely to be here and on behalf of Community Foundation and, uh, of Ireland and our donors. A huge congratulations to the organisers and to all of the finalists. We really wanted to take the opportunity this evening to commend the contribution that these awards and the efforts towards good governance, how they communicate out there to Irish society, how serious we are as a sector in terms of making sure that the money that is donated for the amazing work that's done across Irish society is spent in the way it should be, is spent well, and that as a sector we take that really, really seriously. So I wanted to take the opportunity to congratulate all those who've been shortlisted across the seven categories of the 2022 Good Governance Awards. 
we're really proud of our relationship with Carmichael and all the other partners that make these awards possible. And while this evening, um, uh, as I said, they provide the recognition of the efforts that organisations, big and small across the country, go to meet the gold standard. The gold standard in terms of good governance, and as I say, that sends a signal out then to Irish society and to the wider community as the commitment of our sector to actually meet those standards. And while this evening we acknowledge and we celebrate all the effort that goes towards meeting those standards, we also want to acknowledge at Community Foundation for Ireland the energy that that takes. So we watch and work with 5,000 organisations across Ireland and we know the demands on their time. We know the amazing work, as the Minister said, that they do across. But we also then know the energy and commitment it takes to be compliant, to make sure that we are reaching the good governance standards that are before us. And so at the end of a long week, a long month, a long year, taking that energy to do additional tasks to ensure that the sector gets the recognition it deserves. I think these awards are really fitting, that they honour and celebrate that. And as speakers have said before me, it's not just those, the finalists and those who win, but it's all the people and all the organisations that submit. And I think it really is a fantastic story for us to tell. We know as well, obviously working with donors, as everybody in this room does, that donors want confidence when they're giving money to a good cause. So we see donors talk to us about how the sector transforms lives, how it promotes equality, how more recently it is increasingly taking on the climate and the biodiversity crisis. They, they really want their money to be involved and partner in that but they also obviously want the investment to be spent well. And one of the first things that donors do that work with us is to look at the latest annual report obviously. They look at that and they look to see where the breakdown of where the money goes. They want to see how much is spent on operations, how much is spent on administration, how much goes into service services um, and what supports on the ground and being able to answer those those questions and um, being able to answer them confidently and clearly is really how it gives confidence to donors. They're then happy with the answers and how that split is done, but the clarity gives them the confidence in their investment. And they, they really understand then how organisations like yourselves are delivering every day in communities all over Ireland. The presence this evening shows how much people are working, organisations are working on the annual reports and the financial statements and the commitment there is to really giving clarity um, around that. And then just coming to conclusion, Community Foundation for Ireland, as I said, our mission is quality for all in thriving communities. And as I said, we partner 5,000 community and voluntary and charity organisations who all share our mission. Carmichael is one of those partners and we're really delighted, as I said, to work with them. In addition to our supports for this evening award, we're proud all to support free training for non-profits around governance, data protection, fundraising and leadership. The partnership builds our capacity as a sector to meet the very stringent regulations that are there, but that are there in place to boost public confidence. So we remain really committed to this work, to the partnership, and uh, just to say really looking forward to this evening and to see who's won, but congratulations to all. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. And... um, I know that uh, uh, you have to actually sit through one more talk because, quite frankly, all of your eyes are over here. So I've sat in your seat, and I know that's what's going through your mind. But I won't, I won't take too much of your time. 
in these hallowed halls of um, Chartered Accountants Ireland, I have no intention of giving you a lecture on Governance 101. That is not what I'm about to do. But I might hopefully give you a little bit of something to take away before the end of the evening from myself. Dermot spoke very eloquently on the absolute importance of that technical expertise and how important the annual report is in order to reflect that really critical technical expertise in the important regulatory part. I'm going to just uh, maybe take a moment to talk about the story. And, um, and so indulge me in, um, in this for, for a few minutes. Ireland, as you all know, is a nation of storytellers. From our forefathers who, and foremothers who sat around waiting for the Shanachie to arrive and to sit by the fire and to regale them with stories and entertain them, to the amazing poets and writers of our Celtic Dawn era and to our modern-day award-winning incredible writers, we have a gift to tell a story. We have an ability to engage a reader, to engage an audience in our story and in the story of us. And we have an ability to engage people's attention in a world where attention is fast becoming an exceptionally rare commodity by telling that story. Tonight, we have had incredible... I've looked at so many of the annual reports that are up for the awards tonight, and what we have tonight are incredible stories, stories across Ireland and the wider world of people and charities making massive, massive differences. Some of the charities before us tonight are supporting humanitarian crisis and needs in countries that are in very significant challenging spaces internationally. We have others closer to home, charities supporting people and families in healthcare, in education, in housing. We've got charities here tonight supporting children to navigate the complex world that they find themselves living in now. We have charities tonight that are supporting our older people to live longer, more fulfilled lives, living their best lives. And we have charities that are working in our communities on the ground through sport, through song, and through helping one another through encouraging volunteerism in, a, in and of itself. Of course, the annual report has the requirement for that technical expertise. It's our opportunity to give our transparent workings. And actually, it's a public. It's amazing to be able to publicly display the inner workings of how you make your decisions, of what you do with your resources. And it is a really, really key opportunity to do that. But I believe it is so, so much more because it is an opportunity to tell your story, to tell your absolute unique story. And hopefully that story will not only tick all of the regulation boxes, but it might just inspire and connect even for a moment. Every year when we're telling our stories, we get an opportunity to do lots. We've heard about it earlier here this evening. I'm going to focus on just three things. And the minister mentioned them as well. We get an opportunity to build trust. We get an opportunity to build trust with people who invest in our charities, people who give their hard-earned time, money, and effort. And we get an opportunity to build trust with them through the provision of our annual report.
we also get the opportunity to cultivate new relationships. The beauty of the world now is that the other day I spoke to someone from Iceland who actually read about PH online. The reality is, is that our annual report that we're producing today is available worldwide and the most random of individual could actually decide to read it so you're reading something for such a broad wide audience and you have such an opportunity to cultivate incredible new relationships and finally we get an opportunity or certainly thirdly on my three that I've chosen we get an opportunity to recognize and to thank the people who actually worked with us on our journey to deliver the impact that we delivered in our charity. Because the impact is absolutely what it's all about. That is why we exist. That is why we work with such passion, with such tireless effort, to actually deliver significant impact across so many different arenas in our society. When I started in the CRC, I came in to the CRC back um, about eight and a half years ago. Now it's great to see my colleagues here tonight from the CRC. Um, For those of you who don't know, the CRC is a disability organization. And um, I have recently moved from that organization into Pieta, which is an organization working in suicide and self-harm. And um, when I went into the CRC, it was at a time where... Annual reports were not de rigueur, really, in our sector. For the odd organization that did create an annual report, they tended to be a bit clunky. They were a little bit gray, a little bit laborious. Sorry to those who were busy doing them at the time. Um, Often they were chapter after chapter after chapter of this is what we do in this division. This is what we do in this division. And they were written by very different authors and very different voices. They also had no bridging connectivity between the front end and the back end. They could have been two totally separate documents. Indeed, they often were, and they were just sort of mashed together at the end. Um, So when I started studying corporate governance back in 2015, I was introduced to the annual report. I was introduced to these glossy, shiny, beautiful reports from the corporate world. These reports that actually highlighted success, achievement, celebrated big ideas. Absolutely amazing. I walked away and I came back to to base. I said, we're going to do one of those. We are going to create a really fantastic annual report. Now, I wasn't on my own having my awakening, as you can all remember, um, in that time. And that was about, uh, as I said, 2015. The establishment of the Charity Regulatory Authority was just getting off the ground. Also, there was significant focus and interest on charity governance, rightly so. And indeed, the establishment of these awards shortly after that, focusing on the incredible um, work that we do in encouraging positive governance and encouraging the role of the annual report in delivering and showcasing governance in our sector. So I went back to base and I said, we've got a lot of work to do, but we're going to go on this journey. And year after year after year, we we worked really hard at pulling together our annual report. And I have to say, year after year, we were often shortlisted for these awards and shortlisted for the Published Accounts Awards. But we never won them. 
I was starting to feel like the bridesmaid and never the bride. And uh, one year we were sitting in the Published Accounts Awards and yet again the win escaped us. So that year I sidled over to the top table and it was DCC. They had won the Published Accounts Awards for their sector and they had won the overall award for that year. So I sidled up to them and I said you'd never, you know, have a little look at our annual report and give us a bit of feedback and see what you think of the annual report because we're just not quite, we just don't have that magic um, factor yet. So fair dues to them. They took time out. They brought us out into, I think, Leopardstown it was, is their headquarters, and we sat down, and they gave us really good information and insight. But actually, the light bulb moment for me was when they said... We uh, didn't know what kind of a year you had until we got to page 30. So I thought, well, that said it all, because we had gone through this incredible journey and we had done all of this information, but we didn't capture them. Now, I would challenge everybody here in the audience, and indeed I'm sure some of you already have, I would challenge you to look at CRH, Green Corps, Kingspan, DCC. Look at their annual reports. The first few pages of their annual reports are gripping. You may be reading about installation and cement, but quite frankly, it doesn't really matter. They are absolutely gripping, and they will keep you engaged and involved, and you will keep reading while the report goes on. And so I went away, back to base, and we worked hard. We reworked elements of our report coupled with the incredible feedback, in all fairness, from the judges of the Good Governance Award. We put all of that together, and the next year we came away with not one but two wins. We came away with a double win, and it was such an incredible achievement. Now, I hear everybody saying, it's not about the winning, Stephanie, and it isn't. It's not about the winning, but for us at the CRC, it kind of was. We... (laughs) And I think you would forgive us for that. We had come from a period where we had failed in our obligations from a corporate governance position. And we had come to a place where we were now winning not one but both awards. It was a really, really magical time for us. It was such a recognition that by our peers and by the experts in governance that actually you've done it well done. Now, it's never over, by the way, but um, it was a really, really, really special time for us. So if there are any takeaways for me tonight, there's, there, I have two. One is perseverance. Don't give up. Um, I know that many of the people in this audience are probably people who have been shortlisted, but for the people who weren't shortlisted tonight, my message to, 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 to their world is do not give up. Keep going. Um, my second one is one of help. And that's like a coin. I have two sides to this one. The first one is ask for help. None of us are too big to ask for help. And that night, uh, when we went over to DCC, they offered their help with such generosity. And they were more than willing to give us some help. But then the flip side of that is we need to help one another. We need to do, and I think we need to do a wee bit better on helping one another. So, um, and by that, I mean that the organizations that are in a very, maybe, sophisticated, advanced place with 
their corporate governance with winning awards. I think, you know, you guys need to help the ones that are in their earlier development stages in corporate governance. I think I was chatting to Dermot and I said it would be lovely to buddy people up and we could maybe do a, a governance, corporate governance Tinder, you know, sort of, <laughs> you know, connecting people. Um, but it is about sharing information is one of the most powerful things you can do. Um, I learned that many, many years ago. Um, and... I believe that sharing information is so empowering. So when a CEO gives you a call to say, listen, would you have a template for a CEO report because I'm struggling with mine to the board and I want it to be better? Or if you've got somebody who says, do you have a risk appetite statement that you'd be willing to share with me so that I can enhance my risk appetite statement? If somebody says, do you have an authority levels document that uh, you'd be willing to share? We really need to share our information. Because one thing we all know is that when, we, when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. When one charity fails, it affects us all. So it is in all of our interests to support one another. So my final takeaway is this summer, I love reading and I love a good story. So this summer I tackled... Uh, Joyce's Ulysses for my sins. Um, and I feel I actually know Dublin better than I ever did. I'm a blow-in, by the way. But um, a, I'm minded by Samuel Beckett's quote um, on the two of them. So, And the quote goes as follows. James Joyce was a synthesizer, trying to bring in as much as he could. I, Beckett, am an analyzer, trying to leave out as much as I can. So hopefully, folks, when you sit down with your teams, with your boards, with your auditors, next year, to well, you'll be starting already, to write your 22 annual report, you might just land somewhere between Joyce and Beckett and get that balance right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest Carmichael Governance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, it would be of great benefit to us if you could give it a rating, as that helps to create greater awareness of these podcasts. So until the next time, Slán Gafol. Go